0: Howdy, Ags. Welcome to Aggie Growth Packs, the podcast sponsored by the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M, where we help entrepreneurs improve their business, connect with other Aggie entrepreneurs, and support one another. I'm your host, Greg Martin, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of 2001,
1: and I'm your co-host, Chris Hunter, Fighting Texas Aggie Class of
0: 1998. Whoop! Well, we got a little story for Ags, and I gotta admit, I may be a little bit biased on this one, but we have got the most beautiful Aggie ever on the podcast today because we're speaking with my wife, Sarah Martin, Fighting Tech A class of 2001 about being an author, a speaker, a coach, and building a platform to serve your audience all the while never forgetting your why and your passion.
1: So pass it back and listen up to Sarah as she shares some good bulk.
0: Welcome back, Ags. I know that I say this a lot on a lot of the podcasts, but this really is my most favorite Aggie of all times. I cannot wait for this episode and to introduce all of you to my amazing, beautiful, talented wife, uh, Sarah Martin. As I talked about in, in the pre-roll introduction, she is an author, she is a speaker, she is a coach, and she's an entrepreneur. Um, She may not necessarily put that that word into her own bio, but she is. And babe, thank you so much for joining us today and being willing to endure this growth with Aggie Growth Acts, but also to share your knowledge and wisdom with us today.
2: I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. You're so sweet. That was, you almost had me tearing up. So thank you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, this is a super question and and I didn't talk through and we asked about these questions beforehand, but what do you miss most? about not being a student at a and and it doesn't necessarily have to be our engagement or anything like that, anything special like that?
2: <laughs> um, what is interesting about that question is, is I was thinking about it and we live here in Aggieland. We live in the motherland. And so it's hard to say what do I miss most because I feel like I get all the best things of getting to go on campus and show our son where you proposed to me and doing all the fun things, going to Aggie games, but yet I don't have to take finals. And so if I were going to say, okay, what do I miss? I was thinking about it last night. I kind of miss those late night trips to Taco Cabana on Texas. They've since closed it down and it's really sad. Um, there's still one in town, but it's just not the same. So yeah, I mean, I get the best of both worlds really.
1: And living here in in College Station, you're right. It does give us that element that we can just pop up to campus, you know, and go now to Aggie Park, uh, which Mm -hmm. is awesome. Yeah. And uh, do things like that. Go to go to the games, go to the campus, do all that kind of stuff. So tell us a little bit, Sarah, about yourself, what you do and how did you start doing all of that?
2: Yeah. So I like to say I'm a multi-passionate person. Um, Greg is so kind to say that I'm an entrepreneur. I really don't see myself as that, but I do run an organization. However, it's just me, but it still is near and dear to my heart. So I treat it as something that I go to work every day doing. And so I am an author, a speaker, and I've just added a wellness and health coach to my repertoire. And thank you. Yes, I am an author. I just wrote and release my third book. It's called Higher Pursuits, Positioning Yourself for Everyday Revival. And Chris, you're so sweet because you brought that up. Thank you so much. And I I hear you actually read it, which means so much to me.
1: Well, I have um, to admit, I'm about halfway through it. Okay, it's okay, you know, and it's yeah. it's pretty awesome so far. I highly recommend this. If you're listening to the podcast, I just literally held up the book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and so uh, you know, the book is named uh, Higher Pursuits, and I highly, highly recommend that. It's 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 really been awesome so far.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's a passion point of mine, and. What Really how I came into this is I have a passion to grab women by the hand and lead them into a vibrant life in the presence of Jesus and to help them grow in their faith. And lately, kind of the new iteration, not new, but next kind of level of that is to equip men and women because Greg was like, stop saying it's just for women. And I'll get into that in a little bit later why I hone in on that. But lately, my passion is to equip men and women for these wild days that we live in, to help you know what matters most, to then see revival in you and through you. And so that's what I do. In addition to being a wife to my awesome, awesome husband and my awesome, adorable, he doesn't like we call him an adorable anymore, but he's 14. Um, I get to be mom and take him to football and Pick them up at, uh, you know, take him at six thirty in the morning, drop off and pick up, and you know, sweaty teenage boys in my car, and it's fantastic. But while I'm doing my day job, this is my passion of um, equipping for these wild days that we live in.
0: Okay, Sarah. So, so you've talked about the journey that you've been on as an entrepreneur, whether it be starting at, at writing your first book or speaking, or even now, kind of incorporating the the wellness and the fitness into that. Can you look back and see if there was a like a specific tipping point or something that happened or a mindset shift or something that really allowed you to get on the strong growth trajectory that you are on now?
2: I like this question because it's an interesting thing to me that it wasn't one tipping point moment, but it was a shift. So I appreciate that kind of leading into that kind of idea of tipping as shifting. And I share this because I think this is important to anybody that has a passion point where you serve others with what you do, whether you're a speaker, ministry, health and wellness coach like me, or you're an entrepreneur and you have clients that you serve every day and people that you serve in your organization. It is important to be bold in who you are and what your voice is however you use your voice. And so for me, the tipping point in the shift really came when I said, hey, okay, I got to stop trying to do what I think I should do because I'm an XYZ ministry speaker, author, trying to say the things I should say just to keep an audience around. I get pretty bold and brave <laughs> with my words and the things that I say just because I'm so passionate. And as soon as I came to a point where I was like, okay, people are either going to love me or hate me. And those that are going to love what I have to say are going to come along for the ride. And those are the ones that I want to serve with what I do. And so then I moved into, okay, I'm going to stop him and Han and I'm just going to be me and do and say What is authentic to me and know what I'm called to do and say. And so, if that's an encouragement to anybody listening to evaluate, like, who are you? Like, what do you love? Even if it doesn't fit the mold in your industry, to be authentic is to bring other people into your passion. And that's how you serve them well. There's no time to mess around these days. Like, we've got to serve others well to then propel our business, our own growth, but then. It's all about helping those that we serve. And if we're not being authentic, we're not serving them well.
1: I absolutely love that. And I love how you say, bring people into your passion. And just knowing from what even just reading, you know, Higher Pursuits is that passion definitely comes out. Thank you. So tell me as an author, as a speaker, as a, a coach, as you know, there's a lot of things there. And as an author myself, how challenging that is, right? Yeah. So yeah. what is the biggest challenge that you're facing today? In How are you overcoming that?
2: You know, I'm going to get super practical here. The biggest challenge, and there's layers to this. So the biggest tactical challenge I'm dealing with is social media. (laughs) Like, I think we could all just nod our head and say, yes, it's a challenge, We are up against an algorithm that changes every day. And no matter what business you're in, social media is part of the deal. And it just is. And whether you've got it in real life, brick and mortar, or you're like me where I work virtually. And so I have had to overcome that challenge on the daily, (laughs) literally just reminding myself to get out of my own head, get out of my own way. And not um, worry about the things that I can't control, like an algorithm. And do like what I said to do. Do what I know what to do and be me. We have to work the tools. Yes, we've got to work the tools. So I've been studying. There's so much on the internet to understand how to do social media. And so it's this fine balance of not getting so caught up with trying to please the (laughs) algorithm or trying to like do the right things. Because then you stall out. And that's with anything in, in in business. If you get so caught up in doing the right things, you've got to balance it out and then you stall out and then you don't do it at all. So I've just been really working through, okay, I know what's good to do. I know the tools. I'm going to use the tools to my benefit, but I'm not going to let them hamper me being me and me being bold. And then me using the things that are my brand, like colors or or the way that I speak to then Push through the algorithm and then connect with those who are really meant to be the ones that I serve with my words, with my coaching. So, yeah, it's it's just a matter of getting out of your own head, getting out of your own way, and uh, using the tools for your benefit, and not allowing them to chain you up and lock you up.
0: Yeah, I know that. If we've talked a lot about this, and then I've also, you know, I've been on the flip side, and I've talked a lot about this with Chris. So it's really yeah. interesting to hear two people that that are really passionate about marketing, about helping either get their own voice out or get their client's voice out clear, consistent at the top of all that. And as you're working through that and you're saying that there is constant change. So what is working for you right now? And then I'm going to kind of flip it. And then Chris, to be able to kind of say, you know, what are some things that you're helping clients with from a technical social media standpoint right now? Mm -hmm. It, It constantly changes. I'm really interested to see the dynamic between a solopreneur coach Uh and everything versus Chris, you deal with more um, structural, you know, companies. So I guess Sarah, you start off and then I'm interviewing both of y'all. This is great. So I
2: love it. Yeah. No, and I'm excited (laughs) to hear what Chris has to say because I think we can all learn from each other on both sides and you use those tools too. What's really working for me and what I've just been coached in, in my own, getting my own coaching, (laughs) coach gets his coaching is to work the DMs, work the instant message, D instant message, DMs. I'm like acting like I'm an in AOL instant messaging. No, work the Instagram DMs. Um, getting people off of the comments and into your DM DMs by inviting conversations in that one-on-one facilitates relationship and it facilitates a conversation almost offline. I mean, you're still kind of online, but you're still offline from a public conversation. You can really start asking people like, what are you struggling with? Like getting to know what their pain points are. So then you can serve them with what you do best if it is a good fit. And so really practically that is just inviting people, Hey, leave me a DM right now in my stories, leave me a DM and let's have a conversation. And then I actually do. And it's, it's small incremental growth. But really, if we are passionate about really serving and doing right by those who we desire to come alongside us in our business, it's those one-on-one interactions um, that are truly meaningful. And they really it builds that like, know, and trust that is so important, especially when you have that barrier of a screen, whether it's in your hand or on the laptop. So, what's working for me to get new clients is DMs. It's just it sounds simple, but it's just true. Awesome.
1: I love that. So for us, right, what we're helping our clients with, so we, uh, to preface this, we work with a lot of, you know, a wide variety of, of clients at, at my company, Marketing Heroes. We work with roofers uh, primarily. That's what my book is on is digital marketing for roofers. But, you know, the principles all remain the same. And yeah. I think you hit the the nail on the head there on the no like, and trust. You have to be able to get people to even know you exist first, very first. Yeah. I mean, absolutely yeah. first. If they don't know you exist, you can't do... I mean, nothing else is going to work in your marketing, right? So what we've been helping our clients with and really what we have been pushing forwards with on a lot of our clients is this right here, video, right? And video to me is the ultimate leverage tool. It is something that pushes those boundaries really quickly on people getting to know, like, and trust you very quickly, right? So we're working with our clients on building that video marketing machine you know, yeah. literally on, okay, how can we do this? And we literally in the past week, I've given out several, you know, estimates on how we can do this and, and given a strategy of, of how to do exactly that. But, you know, to me, you've got to get in front of people very first before anything else even happens, right? Yeah. But yeah. if you can take video and chop it up into, you know, 10, 15 different pieces yeah. and put those into short form, content which is really what all platforms are are pushing towards now even youtube right so i read a thing this morning that youtube is actually uh, overtaken uh, tiktok on really? short videos so if you're not focusing on youtube short videos right now you absolutely need to now this is by the time this airs this is going to be 6 months down the road <laughs> or 4 months down the road right when this actually airs but i'm pretty sure that's that trend has it's been working that way for a long ah, time
2: so that's fascinating yeah
1: to answer that question, it's video that you can chop up into shorter pieces yeah. and leverage, and it's really yeah, all about that leveraging.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I agree, yeah, that's good, that's a good word, yeah.
0: So kind of knowing that that's flavor of the day is not the right thing, but that, but the algorithms do change a lot, and what they boost, what receives engagement. Changes in, in as entrepreneurs, you have no control over that. You just have to put content out there in different forms and, and ever and, and do that engagement.
2: Yeah. But let, yeah. Me,
0: let me ask how do you keep your skills sharp so that you don't go all in on video, but then don't do the written word or the spoken word or uh, infographics or something like that? Sarah, how do you personally say, okay, I need to work on video because it's hot, but I'm not going to neglect something else?
2: I think it's a balance of trying new things, not being afraid to try new things, and that's something that I, I get a little shy of because I like to do what I know how to do and, and be deep and do great at it. Um, it's a balance of trying new things, being willing to try and fail. Because um, the fact of the matter is is people are, have a lot more grace than we think that they do, and if it's not the best video, they don't know it's not the best video that you can do they don't know that they're just seeing great you know they're just seeing your content your your product and the good news is the internet moves so fast people forget in 30 seconds so you learn from that moment of okay i did this this is what i learned okay i'm going to build on that if i need to pivot over here but if you don't mind i would love to get back to just a little bit about and this this leads into what your question was how do you hone in and stay focused and chris does this he said something really interesting it's really important to know who you're serving, not only know who you are and what your passion is, but know who you're serving and niche down like crazy. If you caught that, Chris wrote a book on marketing for roofers. Like, that's the most niche thing I've ever heard. Like, well done. <laughs> like, that is well done. Like, that is incredible. And, to, and that's really where a shift came for me is just to give you just some insight into what I do. I Like I said, I'm bold. I'm kind of loud. I can be your best friend, but I can be kind of bossy. And so that's what I, leaned into it on my personality. No. What? No, 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 I'm not just bossy like no, at no, no, all. No, no, no I'm you're not. not
0: bossy. No, not at all. <laughs> not
2: at all. I like to be a best friend that can just, just straight careful. up. And so when I, yeah, careful Gregory. When I, when I was okay with that on my personal side and went all in on that side of my personality, and then also said, Hey, I want to go with and run with people um that are into revival, that are into the things that I'm into, that are into seeing revival in me and through me, and into those fiery type people, those are the people that I'm speaking to, and it's niche, like not everybody cares about revival, not everybody cares about the things that I care about, but when we hone in, that is when we speak and write and create things that are actually impactful and what's interesting is is that I wrote that. I wrote my book, Higher Pursuits. It's a chick book. Okay. Greg can say that all day long, but it's a book. I write for women. Hear me out. Hear me out. I write for women because that's, who, that's how I use my voice. But here on this podcast, I have two men that jumped in and read the book. They're going to read it. Other people are going to join in. So don't be afraid to hone in on your niche, to serve them well, because that's how you really use your voice well. And it's how you're most impactful with how you reach people. And then other people that aspire like, huh, revival sounds interesting. Huh? I like her cover. That's kind of a cool cover. I'll pick I'll up the book. And then before you know it, you're bringing other people into the fold. And so the bottom line is, is that's how you move in all these different platforms and not get overwhelmed is what's going to best serve the people I'm most passionate of serving. And right now for me, that's Instagram. I'm going all in on Instagram, but the I just heard YouTube, so mm-hmm. hey, I can take some of my Instagram stories and plop them on YouTube. Let's try Absolutely. it. You know,
1: yeah. And you know, you, you keep coming back to how are you serving your yeah. your audience, right? And we're going to just say that, right? Yeah. Is yeah. how are you serving your audience? And I love how you said uh, on the marketing side of things because I, I preach this all the time with my clients of you know taking shots and and continuing with those content pieces, I guess, you know, and really trying to test out what works and what doesn't work. Right. Yeah. So I absolutely love that. Let's talk about your big, hairy, audacious goal. What is it? What is your BHAG, your five, 10 year moonshot? What are you you trying to accomplish here?
2: So I'm going to bring Greg into this conversation because about, that have been about four years ago, I think. And um, I had just come off of I really heard from the Lord when we moved here to Texas seven years ago. We've been back in Aggieland, the motherland for seven years and seven and a half now. And I heard from the Lord to say, put it away. I clearly heard from the Lord to say, put your next book manuscript away. I was set to write my third book. It wasn't this one. It was a different one. And I heard him say, put it away because it was time to focus in and get some just some refocus on what matters most. So I really leaned into my mom role and my wife role, even in the hours of my kid was in school. And when I finally moved and I have a lot of healing. The Lord did a lot of healing on my heart, things of like rejection and, and platform building and just the go, go, go that having a business or a ministry will do to you if you don't operate in emotional health. And I was not those previous seven years. And so I just was like, okay, Lord, this is scary to put it all away. What if? but let's do it. And so a few years after that, we, I I kind of felt like I heard from the Lord. Okay. Now we've healed. Now we've worked to build some your emotional health up. Let's, let's keep going. And so I started writing again and Greg and I sat down and we said, okay, let's make a five-year, 10-year, 15-year plan. And part of that plan was, okay, thinking, kind of thinking forward prayerfully Thinking forward of and answering the question, who do you want to be? What do you want people to say when you are about you when you're 80 years old? And for me, I wanted people to say that I loved well, that I loved God with my heart, soul, mind, and strength, and I was passionate for revival, and I loved my family. And it helped me to then back process. What is that word? Re-engineer, back-engineer. Come on, help me out. Re backwards plan. Backward planning. Thank you work that backwards to what would that look right now to get to that end point of what I wanted my life to look like. And so when Greg and I sat down, we had that big picture plan of a realistic view of our, our family life. And I think that this is important for anybody making business goals. We are holistic people. So our businesses are not just the center point of our life or they shouldn't be. Because we have so many parts and pieces that add into our businesses, add into those parts and pieces and our parts and pieces add into our business. And so keeping in mind your bigger picture and your why helps you to move forward and making goals. And so Greg and I said, okay, for the next five years, we only have our son home. Till he goes off to college, five, six, seven years, whatever that was back then, and it was important for us because of our why. For me to be present and to get it in my head, okay, I'm not going to go and write ten books between my son now and when he graduates from high school. It might be one or two, and I'm not going to go and speak, do a world t- tour, speaking at all the churches, because I need to be mom and I need to be present to take to, to do sweaty football pickups see six thirty a.m football drop-offs. And so not everybody has that dynamic. I understand. So it's important to bring in the why. So when I was bringing in my why and my big hairy goal right now, really, honestly, it's the goal is right now to be content to where my feet feet are planted right now. And that's really hard because I am a go-getter. I want to do all these things, but really my feet are planted right here and now. And I have a passion for Aguilan. I have a passion to see revival here in this town. And I love it that I get to be mom, be a coach, be an author because of the internet. But really, my why is right here where I'm planted. And that's the big hairy goal, the scary hairy thing of like, what if I'm not relevant in five years? What if I lose traction on the internet because I was focusing home at home? And I have to trust that that's okay, because I see the bigger picture. And I really trust God has a plan for me. And as I'm obedient to that there is fruit. There's so much goodness that comes out of that. So that's just what I really encourage for everybody make goals, but keep your why and your big picture in mind because it's all so holistic.
0: That is so good. And such a great reminder, because sometimes I think that with people that I talk with, and, you know, we're recording this towards the end of 2022. And so now people are starting to set goals for 2023. And that's good. But don't get lost in your goals and just having goals just for goals sake. Remember your why. We're going to roll into the lightning round real quick. But before we do, let's pause a second for a message from this episode's sponsor. Okay, so we're rolling to the lightning round. Super easy, super simple. One minute or less on all the questions. Sarah, what is your favorite hack? This could be a marketing hack, a personal hack, a business hack. What can we learn from you?
2: My favorite hack is to never miss a Monday morning prayer and never miss a Monday morning workout. And never is a strong word, but there's something to be said about creating disciplines. And there's also grace in that, but there's something to be said also for starting your week off well and on the right foot.
1: Love that. That's so awesome. And it's so true. I mean, if if you started off on the wrong foot, I mean, it's downhill from there, right? Yeah. Okay. Number two, what is your favorite device that you have ever been given and 2001 bonus points if you can tell us how you applied it?
2: Yeah, I think we already talked about this, but I had mentor after mentor tell me, hey, Sarah, keep in mind your why. And I'll just add into this. I know we're honing on this, but I think it's so important. Keep in mind your why of what you're doing, but then also keep in mind who you're serving. So if that means that I make literally a mood board with pictures of... Just things that inspire me about the people I want to serve. That's a visual for me to then always speak to them when I'm writing, when I'm creating, when I'm making Instagram visuals, whatever it is, I'm speaking to them. And that's how you're most effective.
0: Sarah, what's your superpower?
2: What is my super? How about you answer that, Gregory?
0: Oh man! I I, mean, I you're on the spot. I have I have an idea. I mean, do you want me to answer it for you?
2: Yes, yes.
0: (laughs) I think that your superpower, one of your superpowers, is your empathy, and to be able to understand, to put yourself in the shoes of the person that you're talking with, the person that you're coaching, the person that you're DMing back and forth with to be able to say, okay, how is what I say and what's going on in your life impacting you right now? And then how can I encourage that? How can I draw goodness and God's plan out of you, holding you accountable? Sometimes that's yeah. tough and giving tough love, but you're saying it with such great, I mean, you have some very, very difficult conversations. On social media that I just step <laughs> I back. I and get I, a
2: little out there.
0: <laughs> I, w- I watch that. The arguments and you know everything fly back and the comments fly back and forth. But you time and again, you've been told that even in those tough conversations, you handle it with grace and dignity and you give the other person the benefit of the bout. You hold them up. You don't tear them down. And sometimes yeah. when you're going back and forth in discord. Uh, on social media, it's so easy to to get ugly and down in the gutter. But you talk about the facts. You don't back down. But you're so yeah, empathetic you. about where that person's thank coming. So, yeah, and that's i what think I'd
2: it's say. Thank. That is so sweet. I totally put him on the spot because I blanked out. I don't love to. <laughs> and this is something that I think it's important. I don't love to always make my conversations about me. Yes, we start. We share our stories. But when we're con, when we're communicating, marketing content, emails, whatever. You want to make your client, the people you serve, you want to make them the hero. And you're just the guide. That's a great Donald Miller situation there. I highly recommend Donald Miller's book, Story Brand. So thank you, babe, for for calling that out. Because I honestly just blanked out. Because I was like, I'm not used to really making it about me when I'm talking to others. Because it's all about serving them and, and bringing that. So if if I can encourage anybody in that is, we're not the hero. We're the guide. And so thank you.
1: <laughs> Love that. You know, I'm a huge fan of Donald Miller. So Yeah. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you haven't read Story Brand, I highly, highly, highly Highly. recommend that as well as Marketing Made Simple and Business Made Simple. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sarah, next question. What gets you out of bed and excited about being a coach, an author, mentor, all of that stuff?
2: I just love serving the Lord, like letting him work through me. And I get excited about, I'll go back to it again, revival. I think now is the time that we're going to see a major move of God. And if you're a believer listening to this, and if you're in the marketplace, I'm in more of the ministry and in my little computer area, you're in the marketplace. You're out there with people. Now is the time to bring kingdom values into our business. Things like truth and biblical truth. And I just get excited that I get to equip people with the truth and come alongside them. But you guys are really doing the work. And so Revival can be in your business. Revival is going to happen in your family life and in your interactions in people. It's not just in the four walls of a church. And that's what I get excited about because really now is the time for believers to rise up and let Jesus have his way in every square inch of your life. There's this quote by Abraham Kuyper. It says, there's not one square inch of the entire universe where Christ who is sovereign above all, does not claim mine. That's to include your business, your finances, your family, your career path, your friendships, everything. And now is the time for us as believers to really be salt and light in every square inch of our life, not just our church.
0: Well, Sarah, you have really shared your heart and talked through some of the challenges that you've experienced and, and you know the, the hacks that you've had and growing your business, growing your coaching and, and growing your platform. How can our listeners get in touch with you?
2: I would love for you to, if you're on Instagram, connect with me there. I'm all up in the DMs. So Sarah F. as in Francis, Sarah F. Martin. And if you would love to support me as a fellow Aggie, go and grab my book, Higher Pursuits. It's on Amazon. And um, oh, thanks, Chris. He's so sweet. Holding up the picture. Um, yeah. See revival in you and through you. And let me know. Like, Let me know I can come alongside and encourage you.
0: And we'll have a link to the Amazon in the show notes. So make sure y'all check it out. Well,
1: Sarah, thank you so much for coming on Aggie Growth Hacks. And This, this is, is the, the first time we've had spouses on our, on yeah. our uh, yeah, you know, just, this is pretty cool. Foot
0: tear on notice.
1: I know, right? (laughs) Uh, You know, but we really appreciate you coming on and sharing with the Aggie Growth Hacks community and everyone who listens to our podcast. Thank you so much for sharing everything that you have.
2: Thank you for having me. This was fun. Thank
1: you. Well, how about that, Ags? That was amazing. I know I say that every single time, but I want to say that this is one of my favorite episodes and that's simply because it is Greg's wife and she was awesome. This was super cool to have her on and really she spoke a lot to me. I
0: know I took a lot of things away from it. What is your big takeaway there, Greg? There's a couple of them, but over and over and over again, she talked about one, being authentic to yourself and knowing what you're passionate about, you know, who it is that you serve, all of that stuff, but really being true and authentic with that. And then taking that and then niching it down into your audience, to be able to really dive deep so that you know who you're serving, you understand them intimately, and that you have a real calling to help them, but to be able to really know them, and you're not going to get that, you know, serving a thousand different types of clients. But if you niche down into, into who she serves, or, or Chris, I mean, the experience what you do, mm-hmm. digital marketing for roofers, your authority increases exponentially because you know so much about it. So those were really the two things, the biggest things that, that I took away from it. Uh, what about you? So I
1: totally agree with you. What really spoke to me, you know, in talking with Sarah today was really more along the lines of, you know, rem- remember your why, you know, she said that a couple of times yeah. um, and, and really what kind of drove home to me, you know, this is goes back to that revival that she's talking about. Right is that remember that you're serving God. That is your number one purpose, right? And uh-huh. and while we Love do it. serve our customers, we do serve our clients, we do serve our family, those honestly are secondary points, right? When she was talking about, you know, when she took a step back and, and remembered, you know, on the BHAG that we're here to serve him ultimately, right? So I think that that really drove home to me. And the other part was really, and, and remember your why is really, to me, more of a Simon Sinek type philosophy, right? And I, I'm a huge fan of Simon Sinek. Yep. Uh, remember or start with why, right? And he talks about all of that. But I think really in this part, in, in this context, I think that instead of thinking about our customers, our clients, our family, our friends, you know, that really ultimately here we are put on earth to serve God.
0: That's a value bomb and a value bomb. I love I that. <laughs> that is That is good. <laughs> well, Ags, that's going to do for this very special episode of Aggie Growth Hacks. We hope that you enjoyed it and we hope that you connect with Sarah. Uh, she's primarily on Instagram, Facebook. While you're out on the web, if we're not connected, please DM Chris, DM me. I will, we talked about, you know, and going to the, the direct Sorry. messages and make sure that you also on Facebook join the Facebook group for Aggie Growth Hacks where we're going to continue this conversation. While you're checking that out, also check out AggieGrowthHacks.com where you can listen to this episode, check out previous episodes, as well as our other great content.
1: We want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship at Texas A&M University. Since 1999, the McFerrin Center for Entrepreneurship has served as the hub of entrepreneurship for Texas A&M. If you're an Aggie entrepreneur or even a wantrepreneur, head on over to their website, find a program that's right for you. Just go to aggiegrowthhacks.com forward slash McFerrin right now. Well, join us next time, Ags, when we connect with another great Aggie entrepreneur and learn how they hack their growth. Until then, I'm Chris Hunter.
0: And I'm Greg Martin. Thanks and gig'em.